Alexia Georgiou. I'm a life coach and instructor. I'm an author and speaker. Welcome to our podcast on crisis communication. The crisis happens. You are awoken with a phone call. And what's the worst news that you could get? Create a playbook today of what are those first words gonna that you're gonna say and what are your next steps? Stay tuned. Hello, my name's Alexia Georgiou. I'm a life coach, speaker, and author. I provide trainings virtually and in person. Visit my website for online courses, books, and resources. I thank you for tuning in today. Hello and welcome to Communication in Crisis, Tools for Creating Your Playbook. My name is Alexia Georgiou. I'm a life coach, author, and speaker. I have a background in mental health, 25 plus years increasing well-being in individuals and families. Three years ago, I started my own business. I furthered my education with a leadership and management certification from Wharton Executive Education. During the pandemic shutdown, Wharton had weekly webinars where the professors would share about crisis management, crisis communication. It was so helpful. So I increased my studies to really specify in how to communicate in a crisis. We will share our why. Why is this relevant more than ever in the 21st century? The crisis occurs, so now what? Leadership skills in crisis. Case study the Chilean mining rescue and creating or modifying our crisis playbook. COVID-19 was a crisis and currently it's in the risk management phase. So we are being protected through curfews, lockdowns, mask mandates, uh, so we do not spread the virus. And we are aware this was a crisis that came to the whole world. Uh, so it's important to identify what is a crisis. And it is a moment where there is imminent danger and it was unexpected. And we have to anticipate that happening. And so other crises that we have never seen before will occur due to artificial intelligence application in daily work and life. I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell. He was speaking to world leaders in 2018. It was in Dubai. And he brought up this scenario of driverless trucks where he has asked the industry what kind of um, risk management is there to keep people from hacking into a driverless truck. And he has not gotten a risk management plan. And so his preface to these leaders was, 
we are going to have to know how to speak to our citizens uh, psychologically to calm them when these things happen. Uh, because we are used to hearing about plane crashes. We're used to hearing about car accidents and even car pileups, but we've never heard about someone hacking into a driverless vehicle and that vehicle running into a large group of people. Uh, so that was a very interesting um, conversation that we need to have uh, with our industry. And so people ask, well, what do I do about that? We need laws um, when it comes to artificial intelligence. And that is another training, but it's also relevant because we think, well, what other crisis could occur? It's going to shift and change in, in our psychology. If we've never seen it happen before, it will affect us as citizens. Preparation time is never wasted time. And just because we create the playbook today or modify it, we can't think of everything. There's going to be blind spots. And we need one another to share our playbooks and to glean from one another. And we just need to understand this plan of action can and will pivot and develop over time in the various crises. So the crisis occurs. What is the greatest fear if the phone rings after hours? So write down that scenario. And we want to be as prepared as possible. So what are we going to say? And how are we going to say it? And it's okay if we need to pause. There's wisdom in pausing. Uh, and we definitely want to have our playbook handy with us, whether it's electronic, written, both, to know what we're going to say. And then our tone. Uh, our tone of voice communication is at least two-thirds nonverbal. And it says a lot to people and there needs to be a calm and there needs to be congruence uh, because we are prepared. Shape the messaging from a place of caring and compassion. People, when we speak to them in crisis, need to have it conveyed in a way that they understand that we care and that we are being compassionate to their needs. And acknowledge, acknowledge what we need as people. Uh, we have basic needs as human beings. We have a basic need for food and shelter and clothing and warmth. We also have a need for safety physically and psychologically. So the triggers in the crisis, there is uncertainty. There's pressure to perform tasks, to perform those tasks quickly. And there's also an anger and a reaction from people. So it's important, the steps for us to take, we need to think critically, act rationally, 
and regulate anxiety. Now, I believe most of us understand, okay, thinking critically, acting rationally, I get that. We need to know how do we regulate anxiety. And I want to acknowledge right now there's stigma around this word. And I also want to say that it's a normal emotion that we all have. It does not mean that we are weak or that we have a psychological condition. There is anxiety research being conducted at the Wharton School of Business. And the researchers have found when we are anxious, we take advice, even if it's bad or from a biased source, because our confidence is lower. So we are more receptive to advice during a time of anxiety. We seek out advice more easily and we're less discerning. Anxiety can easily translate to excitement with a decision that we make. Researchers instructed subjects to simply say, I'm excited when they felt anxious. Subjects reported experiencing feelings of excitement, self-efficacy, and increased performance. Excitement decreases the threat of potential loss and reframes the situation from a challenge to an opportunity. So I would have that in my uh, after hours phone call. I would have this right there, that this is shifting from a challenge to an opportunity because I am naming the anxiety and I am telling it to become excitement. I have an opportunity. We have an opportune moment. What helps us work through this anxiety? Rituals. This is what the research shows. So practicing our faith, athletics, sleep. Rituals work better when done in groups. We need community, we need one another. Research shows rituals performed in groups have increased efficacy and enduring effects. Okay, so we want to stay in the green zone ourselves, and we want to bring our people into the green zone. So what is the green zone? Okay, so there is a polyvagal theory. This is a nerve that runs all the way down our spine, and this is newer research, meaning that what is happening in our nervous system affects our whole body. So this is very important research to understand. When we have stress, stress is normal. We need to reframe stress as a good thing. It's just part of daily life. It keeps us going. It keeps us motivated when we use it and implement it productively. When we have a stress response, that is very different. And it pushes us up into the red and maybe even the blue zone. So think about a time when you were angry and you fought, so you moved towards it. Think about a time when you panicked and had anxiety and you moved away from the situation.
And then think about a time when you froze. So you shut down. You felt hopeless, depressed, helpless, uh, trapped. Every human being has experienced every single level of this. Uh, so take a moment, pause the video, and just write out a time in your life where you have experienced fight, flight, and freeze, and what was happening. And I also want to point out when we feel shame, that's a freeze level that's affecting our whole body. And there is a difference between shame and guilt. Guilt is a good thing. We should feel guilty when we make a bad decision, when we affect other people negatively. Shame is saying I'm a bad person for making a bad decision. No, you're not. Or I'm a bad person because I didn't handle this like I knew to do. I didn't prepare. We need to change that thinking and recover and bounce back quickly. That is so important in crisis communication, that self-compassion. Because if we are in a state of shame, we are going to freeze and we will not communicate and we can't get ourselves or our people to that green zone. So now that you have written out some examples from your own life, uh, think about how did you fight? You know, what was the trigger? What helped you calm down? How did you take flight, uh, panicking with worry and concern? What were your actions? How did you freeze? Because we have this process in common as human beings, our behaviors may be a little different though. And those of us who may find flight and anxiety in response to one trigger, others of us might fight it and feel angry and vice versa. Um, so we're all unique in our own way and it's important for us to know our triggers and our responses and to be self-aware. Now it's not a bad thing. This is our process. What's important is to identify it and to work on our coping strategies, how to get in the green zone. Okay, the green zone is being grounded in the moment, in reality, in the present. It's being able to experience a wide array of emotions and not just stuck in anger, anxiety, and depression. So being able to move and experience those emotions and move through them and regulate them back to a sense of joy and being curious, compassion. So crisis communication, we've already identified people need compassion. We can't do that in the red or the blue zone. We need to be in this green zone. And we need to be mindful of people uh, and it all begins with ourselves. We cannot give this out if we don't know how to do it ourselves. Um, have you ever noticed, if you've ever held a baby, that baby can feel the tension in your body and will respond. Uh, the same with people. 
you know, we are very intuitive and in touch and we can feel and sense things. Okay, empathy. It's really important for us to be empathetic with the people who we're communicating with. So we know how we are feeling and what we're experiencing, and we need to put ourselves in their shoes. So what is she thinking and feeling? What does she see? What is she hearing? What's the pain she's experiencing? And what is the gain that she's experiencing? And I recommend uh, that you take this and literally answer each question in the moment of crisis because we want to understand people. We cannot find that connection and be compassionate within our communication if we're not understanding them. People's reactions will vary and we need to put aside our thoughts and judgments and look at it from the other person's perspective and validate them. And so to say, I hear you saying, tell me more, that must be really difficult. People, when we are empathized with on that level, it disarms us and it calms us down. And this is in your toolbox right now to practice for that crisis because that is going to bring people into the green zone. Identify your own emotions. Now, in a crisis, our emotions are going to be strong. And have this by your side so you can use these words to be very authentic and balance them out. Uh, so you may say, right now, I'm pretty shocked. Um, and so you just chose a word that's in the strong category. But you also want to say, you know, I, I'm feeling hopeful. And this is why I feel hopeful. And have it right there in your playbook. Because this is what you're going to say. Right now I'm shocked uh, that this has occurred. I'm right there with you. And I'm hopeful because we have an amazing team that knows how to work together. Uh, that is a um, huge, huge, like teams who um, are unified will thrive during a crisis, but individuals and poorly led teams will panic. So working on our team building is proactive and that needs to be in our playbook because we have that as a strength. And so balance it out and your emotion will be a strong reaction and it, it, you need to pick one of these words in the strong category because you're, you don't want to deny it. People can pick up that you're not being real with them. So with that, 
we're wrapping up part one of crisis communication. Stay tuned because we're going to get more into this with the upcoming episodes and even read a story for you. Um, so it, everything comes into play in this story. Stay tuned. Does your team need enhanced communication skills? Contact me today and I will teach the how to create the best team through listening. My email is alexia at theresilientpathway.com. That's A-L-E-X-I-A at theresilientpathway.com. Contact me anyway for a coffee chat and let's get to know each other.